Welcome back to Raw Talk with Sheena this week, everyone. I am really happy. I'm 30, flirty, and thriving. Sort of. Let's be real. Um, (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Okay. um, I have a couple of announcements to make really quickly. I am starting a Raw Talk challenge on Instagram, which I'm really excited about. And I wanted to give you guys an insight as to why I created it. So it's really because I wanted to connect with the people who are listening to this podcast. And I think because it's a two-part challenge, I think that if you guys are interactive with me and kind of um, post pictures, post in the Raw Talk with Sheena private Facebook group, I'll kind of get an understanding of where we're all kind of gravitating towards as a group. And that helps me to find inspiration for the podcast and also helps to inspire my life. So the Raw Talk with Sheena challenge is a two-part challenge. It's going to last for a month. And every single day, the challenge is to eat one raw meal and to, so let me just say that can be something incredibly simple. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or feel um, depriving. It should feel very energizing, nourishing, exciting, hydrating, all of those amazing things. So I'll give you some ideas that can be as simple as having a juice or a smoothie for breakfast. Um, One of my favorite raw breakfasts is have been just raw fruit with different types of fruit cut up with avocado and flax seeds and a little squeeze of lemon. It's been really, really good for my digestive system, if you know what I mean. Um, So yeah, a smoothie, uh, juice, fruit, vegetables, ribboned into a salad or a mixture, um, a beautiful lunch salad with tons of veggies. And there's no deprivation here and there's no judgment about what your lifestyle is. So if you if that means you wanting to throw in um, some raw fish or raw eggs, no, not raw eggs, unless you're doing like a Caesar salad. Um, if you wanted to do some uh, raw cheese, whatever it is, whatever works best for you, it's not a depriving thing. It's something more so to direct you into tuning into what you're eating, eating fresh foods, eating vibrant, colorful foods, um, and doing that together collectively as a group can help give us inspiration for more delicious raw meals. So that's part one. And then part two, the second challenge of every day is to say something raw. So for example, that could mean saying something to yourself, Um, addressing something that you haven't in a while so that you could be writing in your journal and you have that thing that you've known about yourself for a while and um, maybe this challenge gives you an inspiration or an outlet to actually release it, to actually write it down, to look at it and say, yes, this is a part of my reality and yes, I'm ready to take the first step in moving through it, which is awareness which is is looking at it, no longer just shoving it into the background or shoving it into a, d- a different part of your body. It's We're bringing stuff up continuously every day for 30 days. Um, the raw talk portion could also mean saying something to someone else, whether that's your boss or a friend or a colleague um, or someone you haven't talked to in a while. Just giving 
one another the inspiration and the support to maybe face those challenges of saying things that are our authentic truth, but maybe aren't so easy to do on a daily basis because we're afraid or we don't think it's necessary. This is an incredible month to bring up some of those honest thoughts and words and ideas and doing it together as a community means a lot to me because it's holding me accountable to move forward in an authentic way that's expansive, not restrictive. Everything about this challenge is about just bringing you into a cleaner, clearer state um, to help us expand into that next phase of our life. And I really appreciate those who are going to come along on that journey with me. I look forward to seeing your Instagram posts. It's, um, it's The hashtag is just going to be Raw Talk Challenge. And um, we'll be talking about it a lot in the private Facebook group. So if you have Facebook and you haven't joined the Facebook group, be sure to do that as well so that we can talk about some things that have come up through the challenge. Um, and also just to make it juicy and fun, I will give do a big giveaway at the end of the 30 days to someone who's posted on Instagram throughout the process. So don't feel like this is... Um, don't don't look at this challenge like it's something else to do. Look at it as something that's actually that by doing this and participating in this, you're opening doors, opening channels in your body, and just clearing and cleansing to bring us into this next phase of existence that's expansive and beautiful. I'm really excited about this. So if you can join us for one day for 30 days, just just join in whenever you can. If you can do it for the entire 30 days. That's what I'll be doing. You'll be doing it with me and I'll be checking in a lot through videos and um, on Instagram, posts on Instagram, posts in the Raw Talk with Sheena Facebook group. And then I'll do some exclusive content also on the Patreon page. And the Patreon page is how you guys can support the podcast um, yourself. So instead of ads on those podcasts. It's just the podcast without advertisements because you are monetarily supporting by being a member of the Patreon page. And there's a bunch of different levels of support starting at $3.99 a month um, where you can just help to keep this going. Okay. So that is that. Today's episode is with my friend Mark Malinsky. He's really cool. He walked into my juice bar about three and a half, probably close to four years ago with a bag of his protein powder. He was in town for, I think, just a vacation and he walked in and we had a conversation. I looked at the ingredients and was shocked. I had never seen a protein that was that clean with so few ingredients that actually got the job done but didn't leave you feeling like heavier, questioning what you're eating, especially because people are eating protein every day. A lot of my customers are adding protein to their smoothies every single day. I felt like I had a really immense responsibility to make sure that that protein powder was not doing any harm and was doing what people intend for it to do, which is to strengthen and build and support and energize. And this is one of the only proteins that is clean and simple enough to do just that. So I fell in love with Sprout Living, the company, when I the second that I met Mark. And um, their protein line is called Epic Protein. It's 
amazing and wonderful. And you're going to hear all about the story in a second. We're also, we're also going to be talking about how other people in the industry do it differently and what to look out for if you are checking labels for your food and stuff like that, what some of those um, terms could mean in terms of what you are consuming. So, um, and at the end of the episode, you can check out the show notes and I will have an affiliate link for you to receive 15% off any purchases of Sprout Living from their website. They have some, of course, my favorite protein, but they also have some um, cool products like drinkable oats that are really good for a meal on the go and some fun other things as well. So check that out. Um, Get excited for Raw Talk Challenge and enjoy this week's episode, everyone. Thanks so much. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Okay, so I'd like to welcome my friend Mark Malinsky to the podcast. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Sheena, how you doing? Welcome to Raw Talk with Sheena. So you guys, uh, Mark and I met when he was on a bachelor party in New Orleans probably three years ago. Um, He walked into Raw Republic with a bag of his protein powder. Mark, I don't even know if it was in like normal packaging, but... um, For those of you listening to the podcast who know Amberly, Amberly and I were in the kitchen and we just wanted to test it out because it was probably one of the first proteins that I had seen as the owner of a juice bar company that had completely pronounceable ingredients combined with non-proprietary blend as an additional ingredient, which who knows what that is or what that includes. So it was something that I, that piqued my interest immediately. And um, yeah, so Mark, everyone on the podcast knows Amberly. You met Amberly that day. And we basically just blended your protein with, I think, coconut water, maybe half a banana, um, maybe some strawberries. It, it was not necessary because the flavor was so amazing. Um, and it was something that it's not easy for me. Let me also say as a side note, it's not easy for me to see a new product and to immediately say, oh yeah, okay, like we'll totally buy it for the store. It's it's usually a long processing of testing, feeling it, waiting to see if I see any results, uh, reading the ingredients, seeing how the product is being used in, in other formats. It's like, it takes me a while usually to say yes. And almost immediately upon meeting you, reading these ingredients and tasting the product, I was like, oh, for sure. We're, this is, this is going to be the the protein line that we use in-house as additions for our smoothies, as well as what we sell outside of um, our production kitchen for our clients to take home and to use. And um, so with that, welcome to the podcast, Mark, and thank you for making such an incredible product. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that day. It was funny because I I did not expect that to happen. I thought I was going to drop off samples and then follow up, you know, and maybe hopefully hear from you. But um, you were like, okay, let's go now. And I was not expecting that at all. But um, but I'm glad that you were like so quick to do it. Um, Yeah. And I also connected with the fact that you you felt like someone who was like my peer, you know, it felt like we're both just trying to do this 
business thing while also trying to do this wellness thing while also trying to just like provide for the planet and provide for our loved ones. And, um, so it just felt like we were kind of kindred in that sense. And I always appreciate that because I feel like it's hard sometimes to fit. And you and I were just talking about this. Sometimes it's hard to feel the heart and soul of products when they become, I don't know, when they become a certain, I think that they acquire like some sort of additional baggage along the way. Sometimes if the owners are not like incredibly conscious and conscious and, and connected to the intention, not necessarily that the owners have to like be a part of every single part of the process as it's growing, but that the intentionality kind of remains. And I just felt like this is, this is going to be a company that no matter what your role is in the process, it's always going to have like your stamp of wholesomeness and connectedness and intentionality, you know, at base level, which is what I hope for my business as well. So I want to start by just like reading the ingredients of the, um, this is the green kingdom. So you have three flavors. It's the vanilla, the green kingdom, and then the maca chocolate, correct? Yeah. Chocolate maca. We also have an original in the Epic protein. Right. Okay. So this is the one with the greens and these are all of the ingredients you guys. And this is so, so unique because again, most of them will have like all these great ingredients. And then, and then at the end, plus our proprietary blend, which could be Mark, you can go into that after. Um, okay. So the Epic blend is yellow pea, sunflower seed, pumpkin seed, Sacha Incha, cranberry seed, heirloom red banana, leucuma fruit, oat grass, chlorella, spirulina, kale, Indian moringa, spinach, Jerusalem artichoke, balboa fruit, ginger root, Himalayan pink salt, and stevia leaf. Pretty amazing. All vegan, organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, and kosher. Yeah, I mean... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, that's like... That's, that's the thing for us. It's like, like, those are, those are the ingredients. We actually put the ingredients on the front of all of our products. So it's like, there's nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's no additives. Like you said, there's nothing, there's no like proprietary blends. It's just like, these are whole food ingredients. And, uh, and that's how we come up with the flavors and the function. So what do you see as like, what's, Okay. So like when I'm going to other places and I'm looking at other juice bars, I'm like the, of course, the most critical person because I'm like, if it's not organic, why am I condensing all those pesticides and like shitty produce sprays into something that I'm drinking as a healing beverage? So I'm, I'm very critical about organic. I'm very critical about um, when it was pressed, like if it was pasteurized, all of those things. Um, what are you generally critical of when you see other protein blends and like other... Um, I, I, there are so many blends that are not protein. Mm -hmm. So like when you're looking at them, what, what are, what's your eye going to usually? So, yeah. So for me, like when I look, I kind of, I look at the ingredient list kind of like in reverse order. Cause like, it's usually like towards the end is where I see like what, like, like kind of the, like the things that we, we avoid. So, um, so natural flavoring is a big one. Um, uh, you know, gums is another one. And then what just, does like, it usually of, mean if it says natural flavoring? Um, well, it definitely doesn't mean natural. So basically like a straw, like a natural strawberry flavor 
um, I think very likely does not have any strawberry in it at all. Um, basically, yeah, right. So it's like, it's like there's like the, the one, the, the kind of the biggest problem is that, um, well, who knows what it's made out of? And it's just, it's a composition that, you know, they take different like chemicals from different plants and then they kind of re engineer what a strawberry would taste like. But like, kind of like the biggest missing point I think is that strawberries have like benefits. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're gonna like, why not use like the whole strawberry, you know, you could get strawberry powder instead of using strawberry flavor. And that's our approach. Mm -hmm. Okay. So natural flavors. Yeah. So big red flag. Yeah. Those we avoid. And, you know, and like, and the, and the other thing is like those flavors are dried on like maltodextrin that could be made out of non, like, you know, out of GMO corn. So you really don't know. That's the thing. It's not broken out. It's just as natural flavors. And there's a lot that they can hide behind that label. Um, and then, um, yeah, gums. Um, and again, just to be clear, you know, like these things are not like, they're not toxic in like the small amounts, but you know, when you do consume products on a daily basis, it does add up. And, and beyond that, I think it's just, it's not necessary. You know, I think like there's a lot of value and benefit that you get from using the whole food ingredient. Um, but yeah, so gums is another thing, you know, gums are, are, are a funny thing. Like people want a certain texture in their product. Mm-hmm. Our approach is, you know, like these are the ingredients and this is their natural texture. Um, and, uh, and it, it seems like a worthwhile trade-off than having something that's like almost artificially silky smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I mean, gums are highly processed and, you know, uh, they, they sit in your stomach, they, they cause bloating, you know, for some people like a lot, like other digestive issues. So, so again, it's just like, is it a really big deal? I mean, well, we think it is, and maybe, you know, a handful of consumers won't, but, um, I think those are like really key, key differences between us and really probably 98% of the other blends out there. What are gums usually made from? So they're, I mean, so yeah, so they're usually made from like, from natural sources, like plant sources. Um, and then they, they really just like extract and process out, um, mm-hmm. like the stuff that like causes the gelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in doing so, like, you know, like it, it absorbs water. It, um, you know, when, when it's like in a, in a mixture, uh, there's a lot of science behind it, you know, and for us, we're not, you know, we're not scientists, you know, we don't like, like our products are made in the kitchen, like mm-hmm. not a lab. So we're not like, you know, we're not looking at this from that point of view. We're looking at this from like, if like homemade cookie, what would I do? And that's how we like think about when we go into like R and D for our, our products. Yeah. I think, I feel like there's a lot of benefit to that because depending on where the money is coming from in terms of research and, and trials and things like that depends on the outcome that you're going to receive. So anyone can pay for research on gums being safe, just like anyone can pay for research on pharmaceutical drugs to be safe. And the question is, you know, as a consumer, what is the highest quality, highest vibrational input that you can put into your physical body to feel the way that you want to feel to reach the goals that you're seeking to reach. And if that involves, you know, a highly functioning digestive system, if that involves energy, if that involves clarity, um, chances are that the further derived products from the natural sourcing are going to be what you want to avoid. 
Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I it seems like I, I think you would agree, but I think like intuition plays a lot into this kind of stuff. And so, you know, like even without having all of like the science background, like you just intuitively, it does not feel like something that's taken from a plant and then extremely processed out. And then it, you know, does this reaction when it's mixed with water or there's another reaction when it's, mi- you know, mixed with milk. It just doesn't seem to me like, like it's the best thing for you. I think keeping things, you know, minimally processed and, and whole just kind of, it just makes the most sense. Yeah. And, and as consumers, like for consumers, you know, it does become very tricky because there may be, you know, maybe the company is cool with saying that their product is just coconut, but maybe it's like a highly processed part of the coconut that's not edible that they're putting into their product. There's really, you have right. to, you have to understand and connect with the intentionality of the products that you're consuming, especially when you're consuming them regularly, like a protein, you know, people are putting their protein in their coffee. They're putting it in their smoothie. They're packing in protein. Like it's nobody's business. And something like that specifically, like you have to be in so high resonance to, or you're just acting in a way that's, um, pro, I would say like programmed or, um, what's another term for it? Uh, it just becomes a part of like the learned process that maybe is not the most efficient and most in alignment with what you want but it takes you stepping out of Mm -hmm. like, you know, just the same way that I teach people and talk to people all day about stepping outside of the way that you treat your friends and family, stepping outside of the way that you are running your business and just saying, is there something that I'm doing continuously that maybe doesn't have my stamp of consciousness on it that maybe I could reevaluate and do better? And for a lot of people that becomes, you know, it's first, sometimes first and easiest to look at their food, especially things that they're eating every day, consuming mm-hmm. every day. And you mentioned, Mark, like you were saying, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal if like a natural flavoring is part of something that you're not, that you're eating, um, you know, not on a regular basis. For example, sorry, my, my dog just interrupted the conversation. Hi, baby. Hi, my love. Um, <laughs> but these things become in if they become important with a compounded effect because it's not just the natural flavoring in one product that we're eating, you know, three times a week. It's also like the intense stress that we are, um, we are under in terms of our society. It's the intense stress that we, and toxicity that we are breathing, that we are drinking. Um, it's the chemicals that are always in our environment. All of these have compounding effects that have to consciously be superseded by either the way that you're living your life, your mindset, the things that you're doing for yourself, your interaction with nature. And, you know, a great effect of, what you're putting into your body. And so it's like, it's almost like, you know, a lot of people will come to me, Mark, and they'll want to talk about their anxiety or their depression or their trauma. And I'm starting with, what are you eating? Like, let's make sure that the physicality isn't being affected by reactions in your food, by something that, and it's so interesting. It's it's almost like, 
it's never been talked about or it's not talked about enough, the fact that there are foods and compounds that we are consuming as food that inherently cause anxiety, depression, um, ADD, feelings of um, overwhelm, difficult, cause difficulty sleeping, um, call it, cause IBS. Like all of those things can be traced back to what you're consuming as food. And yet we are treating them from the back end of saying, well, keep eating your food, keep eating whatever is causing that inflammation and that upset, but just like, like put this pill on top of it. And someone gave a really good analogy. I was, I can't remember who it was. I heard it a couple of weeks ago that said, I think it was Paul check. Actually, he was saying, it's almost like you have a rock in your shoe and you're, you keep walking on the rock in your shoe and someone's just saying, well, just, you know, numb your foot and just, you know, here's a pain pill and here's something to stop the inflammation. And all of a sudden your foot dies because you didn't just take the rock out of the foot, the thing that was causing your pain. Instead, you tried to cover it up in a way that you didn't notice it. Um, and I think that more and more people are becoming conscious consumers and and asking themselves the question of like, what is that rock in my life? What is that annoyance? What is the source of it? Not just like, how can I pretend like it's not there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've I felt for a while too, and I, you know, I tell some people think I'm like I'm a little too strict with how I eat and like you know like kind of the body care products that I use or like the shampoo and the soap that I use. But I tell people that like, look, like you can't control like walking down the street and, you know, like, and having a car drive by and breathing in that exhaust, right? Like you can't control that. You can't control what happens on the news and all these other stressors, but you can definitely control like what's in your house and like what you eat. And so if that's, if that's the only, like, if those are the, there's only a few things you can control like that. And if that's the case, then I feel like you ha- you have to care. Um, and I think a lot of people, and I, and I think people care. I think maybe a lot of people like don't know and, and they're being tricked, mm-hmm. which, you know, sucks because, you know, they see a, you know, they see something with a plant on it and then. And it's very often the case. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm like relating to my own life, just the fact that there are things that I want to change and things that I want to improve. And, um, it never goes without being part of the conversation. Like, how am I also taking care of myself? So I love that aspect of the conversation. What are, what kind of shampoo and soap do you, I feel like just from like, because I got to meet you, I kind of feel like you're, you're so low key. Like you're just like Dr. Brunner's. Yeah. 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 That's funny. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I, and I, yeah, I like, I probably like shampoo like once or twice a week, you know, I just like, I think like, you know, like minimal, I don't know. I don't think you need to overdo it. Like I haven't used cologne since like, you know, I thought it was really cool, like in high school. And like, now it's like the smell of it, like Painful. it just, it throws off my day. I can't, it's like, it's so intense and I'm not like overly sensitive to stuff, but it's like, it's like, yeah, if you avoid something like for a while, I think that's when you really appreciate like this, like this isn't normal. It's yeah. It's like people that use it on a daily basis are like, oh, like you're overreacting. I'm like, 
you know, you're just like, you're not desensitized completely. Yeah. You're not getting it. Um, and that, yeah, and that's how I feel. So yeah, like I'm, I'm very minimal, like when it comes to that, that kind of stuff, like, you know, I use like the, uh, the salt stick deodorant. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess like, but you know, but like, but I, I live a very non kind of like what people might call me a hippie. I don't live that kind of like, you know, like I'm out, we go to like nice dinners, we go to music festivals, you know, we, you know, we take trips. So, so yeah, we do all of that kind of stuff, but I just think like in these, in, in these small, like day-to-day things, I try to, I try to, you know, I guess, I guess people will call it be strict. Mm-hmm. What does your routine with sort of like the connection to yourself, you know, we talked a little bit about how this product is a result of intuition. Is there something that you do specifically to enhance that or communicate with that or connect with that on a daily basis? Um, well, I mean, I'm a consumer of our products like on a daily basis. And so like if it, it, it has to, you know, it has to be something that I per- and it's like, you know, like now that I've like kind of shared that, like I'm very like, like in some ways I'm strict about what I consume and all this kind of stuff. Like obviously like that, that same kind of approach goes into like our products and like our branding and everything. It's like, it, it just, it has to pass the test of like, this is something I want to drink every day. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I would share with friends and family. Like, it's crazy to me to see some of the products on the market. I, I just can't believe that like, I mean, honestly, sometimes I just can't believe that people consume them. Um, but I get it. Um, but like, it's just something like, but like, that's how I look at it. I'm like, okay, like here are the things like, like how do we need to make, we need to make these, uh, these are, these are great ideas. We need to make them like, we need to make them real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I like, I don't really get in, I don't sink into the vibration or the, the frequency of products that don't align with me. I think that in order to have that sort of protection, that energetic protection, when I go into a grocery store or when I have any type of experience, I think that I'm kind of trained now to just seek what's in alignment because it's in a lot of ways, like wasteful on the part of my energy resources to wonder, you know, how something like that more so resembles a chemical compound or like a chemical equation than food gets onto our shelves in some way. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest and easiest like check is just, just look at the ingredients. Like it's like, like no one's going to judge you for turning over the, like the package and like, you know, and, or like standing in front, like, you know, I'll do this. I'll stand like, you know, I'm going to get cereal. I'll stand there for like, you know, a good five minutes trying to figure out like, okay, what cereal should I buy? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, but a part of me, you know, that's like what I do for a living. And so like, I actually enjoy it. I like to see kind of like what's out there, mm-hmm. but ultimately as a consumer, like I, I, I genuinely care. And so, so yeah, I'm going to take the time to like, to do the research, um, and then, you know, and by what works. And, and I like to try new things. And I'm like, you know, I'll never say no to something um, just because it might have something that I wouldn't consume on a daily basis. But, you know, it's kind of good to see, like, to get ideas, especially in my line of work with, like, product development. Like, you know, I, I want to see taste profiles and, like, flavor combinations mm-hmm. um, and textures and all these kinds of things. You know, so that's that's important. Um, 
Yeah, I feel you on that too. I'm usually like genuinely interested to see, especially in the natural food umbrella, you know, like I like going to the shows and the expos and stuff like that and seeing like what people are developing. But generally those products have been vetted for some sort of intentionality, some sort of health focus. But I even am super critical of those sometimes because I'm like, how are you considering yourself a health product with this or, and you know, sometimes it just doesn't line up with my personal intention. Sometimes it's like, you know, I don't think that there should be, um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any such thing as like a free, uh, lunch, I guess, you know, like if something is really causes a spike in energy, like more so than caffeine, I'm, generally understanding that there's a like repercussion of that feeling that cannot be sustained, you know? And so sometimes I am critical of health companies that are kind of promoting sort of these like amphetamine rushes. It's kind of like, to me, if you're health minded and health focused, there's an understanding in my mind that you're also holistic and understanding that like the yin and the yang, the necessary component of rest and um, recalibration versus just like, you know, just get shit done and, um, you know, motivate and uh, ch- check things off the list. Like, I mean, there's so much more to this existence than that. And if it's, if someone is saying that they're like a conscious or health minded company, I just, I guess I'm critical if I see something in the product line that isn't, that doesn't dictate that understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everything has to be balanced. I mean, I, I agree totally. Like, if something is giving you a lot of energy for some, like, period of time, some there's there has to be some counter to that, and that is likely a crash after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, like, and naturally. And, like, minimal, like, that would probably be, like, you know, not too bad of an effect if you were right. just that tired That would be, like, after. the short-term effect. Right. right. But, like, yeah, the long-term, it's, like, who knows? It, like, you probably screw up your system to the point where – and, the, you know, and this is – and I guess we know this. Like, you know, you, you just become addicted. You you like you like that spike, and then you have to suffer with, like, the, like you know, the, the, the crash. But then it's, like, then you want that spike again, and then all of a sudden your body is completely out of whack. All of a sudden you have adrenal fatigue and you're spending $20,000 um, getting IVs and saunas and tons of other things because the parasites have overgrown because they've been in a compromised immune system because they've been in a compromised, you know, adrenal situation for the past five years. Like, right. I think that we're, we're in a place where we want to create more health by way of balance and natural connection at least I am. And I know that you are as well. And so I'm, I'm interested too, because, you know, business is traditionally understood and, and programmed in a way that is very, um, masculine. I hope you're not offended by that term, but it is the, the activity of business is often uh, regarded as the, highest source of productivity. And I know that you have a balanced viewpoint on, on life and wellness. And so I'm wondering, like, how do you kind of integrate that, um, sitting intentionality with running a business? And I'm asking for like, because I'm constantly seeking that, um, more information on that and how to do that better for myself too. 
I mean, I think personally for me, like in business, I, I generally actually vibe a little bit more with like, um, like if it's on a sales call or if it's like just a kind of like a collaboration, like with like a female energy, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and like, in like even in our business, you know, we're a small team, but like, um, there's just two guys, the rest are, are girls and like, there's certain energy and there's like a work ethic and there is a, um, kind of an understanding and a compassion that I think like totally fits in like in, in our industry. Um, and I think probably across all industries of business. So it's like, I don't have that, um, I don't have that mentality of like it being like a male dominated type of thing. I mean, personally, you know, and I, and I, I get that's that could be a perception out there. Like um, just cause I think this is what we see mm-hmm. all the time, like in movies and like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just everywhere. So how does it like in day to day operations, how does a more, how does your more balanced perspective of your business kind of differentiate between other companies that you would probably say are more on the corporate side of operating? Well, I mean, I can only say, I don't know, like, yeah, like, I mean, I can only say for me, it's just like, because we are a small company, I think it gives us a huge advantage, right? It gives, I don't know about us as a company, it gives me an advantage of, of uh, being involved in, in a little bit of everything, so it's not like what I say goes and it's not like what I say is correct, but it's at least nice that like, um, that I feel like there's an influence. Um, but in it's, it's, it's all a conversation like with, with our team, it's like, there is no, like, this is how we're doing it. This is the direction. And this mm-hmm. is it. Like for us, it's kind of like, I don't know, we kind of work together in a way where it's like, um, and I, and I get it, you know, like bigger companies, there's, there's like, you know, structures and organizations and like, you know, things have to come down a certain chain of command. And, and, and I get that. And I think that's what sets us apart. And for now, and I hope forever gives us like this, like this really big advantage, like not only in like, like the products that we make and like the suppliers that we work with and the, you know, all of those things. Um, but also like, just, yeah, like the, you know, the collaborations and like the, like kind of, um, the partnerships that we, that we have, I don't know, talking with your friend, Hey, like, what do you think we should do? And it's like, Oh, this and that. And then we just talk it out. And then, you know, we make, and I think that like, you know, maybe there's some drawbacks to that, but like, it's kind of the way that I envision having like running a business forever. Yeah. How did you, cause you're a young business owner as well. How did you know how to begin structuring your business? <laughs> you know, honestly, I, 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 I probably still don't know. Um, Join the club, Mark. You know, just kind of doing, yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I did, I studied finance. Um, what I realize now is that um, I use very little of what I learned in, um, in business school. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it was like, you know, it was great. And like, you know, obviously at the time, like it was, it, it is a great, you know, great education, but, um, but like in terms of like, like application on a day to day, it's just like, you know, I'm just kind of learning things as I, I go. Um, and I think probably most, maybe you feel the same way, you know, you do things that doesn't work, you cut, you change it up. Um, and I think that's, that's the key. You have to be adaptable, um, you you can't like you can't read something in a book and be like okay I'm gonna do it this way because this is what the book said to do. You just you know there's different people, different personalities, industries are changing, technologies like changing the way businesses are run. So you just have to kind of you have to change on the fly. 
and just kind of do it sometimes like just take action forward in the way that you're inspired to and then figure it out after I don't know that's how I've always done it just because I didn't have you know of course there are books out there and of course there's information out there but I didn't I don't think unless you have an understanding of doing it yourself, you really don't have a program in place for what you're trying to create ever. Um, So you kind of just have to step one foot in front of the other. That's kind of how I've played it. Um, But I'm wondering, like, you know, we were talking about earlier, you started out by delivering sprouts to people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny when you brought that up, it's like, I just, you know, I kind of even forget about it. Um, but yeah, that's how the company started. So like my brother and I, Alex, who owns his own company, um, we, we, we basically, we ordered some sprouts like from like a farm and we got these sprouts. We had no intention of starting a business. We got these sprouts. Um, but you were just like, let's just uh, order sprouts like to put on our salad or like, what were you, was it, what were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Like we, you know, we, we, yeah, we grew up like eating healthy and powerful stuff, you know, and we'd get stuff in the store and whatever. So, but anyway, we thought we would order like these like amazing sprout blends. And so we got them fresh, like overnighted, like refrigerator packed, you know, the whole thing, ice packed and we're eating them. And I, you know, it's, it sounds so really feel like you could really feel something in eating this. So we're like, we have to, uh, I mean, let's see if we can like sell this. Let's see how we can like, you know, create this, like, you know, like people order fresh sprouts and we overnight them to them. And so we did that for a while and people loved them and it was awesome. It's it just, but it was like, this was like, you know, years ago now. So it wasn't very feasible. It was, it was too expensive. Um, you know, there was like too much spoilage. So it wasn't a great business model. So, um, what we did is we ended up, uh, figuring out that we can take those same sprouts and then drying them. Um, uh, specifically freeze drying. So it's like a process that uh, preserves like 98% of the nutrition. Um, it removes, makes the product shelf stable for two years. So all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, like, wow, this was like a, you know, this is a perfect solution. Like we want people to consume sprouts. Um, going to the store and buying them isn't very ideal because by the time you buy them, take them home, they're probably spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a very large variety that you, you can buy in a store. So we started selling these freeze-dried sprout mixes. Uh, we have three of them now, like three different. We have like a broccoli and kale mix, a red clover and daikon radish. We have an omega gather that's kind of like a, like omega fatty acids. Like, um, uh, Wait, repeat that. on Sunflower seeds. Uh, repeat that on the omega um, one. Sure. So the omega gather, yeah, that's, our, that's pumpkin, sunflower, chia, and flax. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we, you know, we sprout the seeds, um, depending on like the seed, you know, 24 to 48 hours, basically like, um, like, you know, it's just like the germination is just like right at the beginning. This is like where, this is when like, when plants are the most nutrient dense, it's like, it's like they have all of the nutrients in them to like actually grow into a full plant. And so it's like, right then we're like, we're like, we're like stopping that growth and we're like trapping it in there. And then, you know, we, then we, we mill, we mill this into a powder and then you, you know, you can sprinkle it on a salad or in a, um, over some soup, you know, there's a lot of applications for it. So, I mean, they're like super nutrient dense products. Um, and then from there is, yeah, then, you know, so we had the sprout powders and we made a sprout protein powder and then, you know, kind of the evolution of any company, 
you know, all of a sudden we have our epic protein blends, we have our like uh, drinkable oats, like it's a meal replacement product, you know, and then of course now from here, it's like, it seems a lot easier. We can like look and see and kind of make new, you know, come up with new things. I love that the name of the company is Sprout Living though, because I've been like just hearing from the beginning of the story, it's just like, that is the essence of what you're trying to spread in the world. The essence of eating sprouts, of eating life, of creating and generating more life within us, of detoxifying the body, of eating cleansing foods and high vibrational foods. Like that's the essence of everything that you're doing and everything that you're creating. And so, I mean, I just, I love that. And I think that's why like, there have been so many other protein powders that have come through the doors of Raw Republic and some of them we do sell and that I, I do like as well. But I just feel like Epic is always kind of going to be that the one that we use in our, you know, as our plant-based ad- addition in our smoothies. And it's just always going to be something that's on our shelves because it's so in alignment with the heart and soul of what we're trying to do too. It just it seems like, you know, a perfect synergy in a lot of ways. So where do you see the, how would you like to see the company grow? And like, how do you see yourself being a part of that? And then give me an idea of what you need the universe to take care of as part of it too. Um, so, so I can, I guess I, I'll start with the universe because that's a, that's a big one. Um, you know, I think like, you know, I think as long as we make great products, I think what we really need, I mean, people like you, you know, like like people that like understand and support and like align with kind of our vision and what we're trying to do and sharing that with other people. And Mm -hmm. so I think like, you know, slowly, like I think word of mouth and I, you know, we've got to, you know, we're a small company. We've got to our level though, pretty much mostly on word of mouth, um, which I think is like the most powerful testimonial that we can get, you know, we can pay for advertising. That's not an issue, but like, but having people try it, like it, and then tell another person about it, that's, that's huge. And so I think like for us in that case, I mean, I think it's like this, like this kind of people network, um, is, is really what's going to like, I think separate us from like a lot of the the other competitors. And we need that, you know, we don't have millions of dollars to spend on marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels more real. I mean, like everything we do, like, that's the thing. It's like, for us, it's like, it's like real in every way. It's real in terms of marketing, real in terms of branding, the ingredients that we use, like the connections that we make. Like, so we, I don't know, like for us, like the focus isn't being like the biggest plant protein powder company. It's just to be like, um, like a well-known one, mm-hmm. um, that hasn't compromised, yeah. you know? And so like, so for now, you know, and like, I mean, like I promise to myself that we won't make any compromises. And so, so, you know, we'll just grow, you know, organic growth is key for us. You know, we can't sustain like any line, I think. Um, but yeah, in terms of like where we see the company going, it's just, yeah, like, you know, like for me personally, I love product like development. Um, so I want to continue like um, finding like uh, unique approaches to, you know, stuff that's out there or coming up with original ideas and like putting our, our twist on it. And, um, you know, and slowly, you know, distribution and all that. Where do you go for inspiration, Mark? That's a tough question. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it it kind of like, you know, like ideas hit me in the most random 
places. It's like, I don't like, I don't necessarily have like, it's not like I'll take a bike ride and like, and I'll think about business for mm-hmm. me. It's like, and I've always been like this and it's weird. Like, like I'll just like all of a sudden, like something will spark some kind of idea that like, it's like, if I were to tell people like what the connection was, they would think I'm crazy. Right. So, you know, it's just like, it's just, I don't know, like something will like all of a sudden, and it's quick. It doesn't, it's not like I, like I dwell on something. It's like, I'll see something, it'll spark it. Like, it's almost like I have like a hour long thought, like in a, in a split second, you know, all of a sudden, like it just, it all just kind of like makes sense. It's or, like a know. download basically. Yeah. 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 A really quick one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, after like, you know, then I'm like, Oh, I pitched this idea. And then like, you know, people on our team are like, that doesn't make sense, you know, and that happens and that's okay. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, kind of keep trying, you know, until like things make sense until like, you know, we, you know, but and we're also, you know, there's a business side of it. So we, you know, like we can have this idea and it's like amazing, but it just, it, it's not practical or like, there's no interest in it. There's no market for it. And so, you know, a lot of ideas just kind of get brushed aside for that reason. Um, so yeah, so we like, we'll take a, you know, random ideas, um, and then we'll just kind of put them through like the test. Like, is there like, do people want it? Like, is it going to be practical in terms of sales, you know, sale price? And like, is it logistically possible? Can we source this stuff? So unfortunately there's like the business side of stuff. Like I wish it wasn't the case. I wish it's just like, yeah. you know, I could just dream up of things, but that doesn't work. I think that my problem is oftentimes that I feel like there's a solution to every creation. And so, you know, I, I would find, I'm also like, let me just side note, say like, I'm not a good manager. I don't think that I'm, I'm good at that. So I, I envision you being together with your team and you guys saying like, okay, this is the download. This is kind of what I feel should be our next product or whatever. Um, will we be able to source it? How is, how would it test in market and stuff like that? Whereas I might come in and I'm just saying like, this is the next step. It, <laughs> I, I don't really care if it's, if it, costs us more money to source. I don't really care if there's not a you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of am right. just going to do it and I want everyone to support it too. So I think that's kind of, that's my challenge and being a leader and a manager is that often if I feel that deep connection to something of creation, I just want it. Um, I really don't want to hear the well, maybe we can't do it because of this. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder how, like, how do right, you, how are you in that environment? No, I mean, I definitely have moments of like, I'm not budging. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I go through that same struggle. Um, and some things it's like, it's like, you know, like, and this is like a challenge for me. It's like, maybe it's ego. I don't know what it is, but sometimes I just feel like I'm right. And it's like, maybe like I'm right. And you're just not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, you know, that's not, obviously that's not amazing for team morale. Um, but you know, but like, that's okay. Like, I, I think, I think some of that is important. You know, I think that's also part of the balance. It's like, here's an idea. No, we can't do it. Okay. So there's one of those, but like for every one of those, maybe there's one of like, a like, you know, like this is it and we're not budging and like, let's just make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, and you're probably right. I think probably incredible products come out of that approach. Um, because it's like, you know, there's a reason that I guess, you know, you're in the position that you're in is because you've, you've come up with ideas that probably like others haven't. And that like, like the feedback on that has to be kind of like, no, no, no. Right. And then it's, well, yes. And then it works. Exactly. Just like if you had asked your team now, you know, guys, should we be distributing sprouts, you know, across the country? 
fresh sprouts, they'd, they'd say, no, there's no practicality to that. That makes no sense. It's not cost sustainable. None of those things. But yet you had to go through that step to then discover that that didn't work, but still be in alignment with what that meant and then develop the next product from there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's true. That's why a team is important. Like this is, it's literally impossible to do any of this without a team. Um, and for many, like for a lot of reasons, like one big one is like that you need people to like, you know, bounce ideas off of, you know, it's like, like, that's like with everything, you know, like you can ask your girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know, but like, obviously they're not like in the business. So they don't see like what, like your, you know, what your coworkers see. And so for us, it's like, it's, it's really a team effort to do like, to do everything. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine if I had to do this by myself, it wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. It wouldn't be, it they would just be ideas with no execution. That's what they would be. What do you place like in the arms of your team as just knowing and understanding that they are taking care of it? Like what are things that you just like, don't even think about that, you know, that your team can support and, and help to like, um, realize for you. <laughs> well, a lot, but the truth is that I, I still think about it all. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you know, but that's kind of like more of like an internal thought and not like anything that I have to like vocalize, but yeah, I mean like, you know, sales, like making decisions on like, you know, like promotions and, and marketing and, you know, a design, um, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, production planning, like there's so much like collaborations, you know, like even like, you know, this, this interview, you know, it's like, I completely trust Paige who set this up, you know, because like, I know she knows what she's looking for. So it's like, there's, there's so much to it, you know? Um, but you know, but like, you know, I, I kind of see like, you know, I kind of have a bird's eye view of stuff. Um, I don't micromanage. I hope I don't, I don't, maybe they would, they would say, they would say otherwise, but you know, I, I kind of like, um, well, cause it's impossible. There's just too many things like going on that mm -hmm. if like, if I had to say yes or no to everything, it would just be too much. Um, but that's important that you have to get great people. Did you allow your team members to come in with prior knowledge of how to do what you were asking them to do? Or are you generally someone who's hired people who you've kind of developed their position with them and then kind of entrusted with them that they have an imprint of your expectations to then, you know, um, give their position life in your company? Um, I think maybe a little bit of both. Um, I, like, I think, like, I think, like, there's, like, so many things, like, like, people can learn. And I think, like, in our, in, like, in our, in our company, like, people are doing things now that they never did before, and they're doing them exceptionally well. And I think it's just because they are those kinds of people, you know, they're, like, they there are people like that, that can, like, that can learn things quickly. And then, you know, if, if, if they're smart and if they're like, and I guess the, probably the most important thing is if they're, if they're passionate and they care, mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll figure it out, you know? And so like, you know, like I, of course, like, like with anything, like I have my opinion, it's like, Hey, like maybe we should do things like this, you know, like, but I always kind of say like, you know, you can use my, you know, you could use my advice. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, cause if you give somebody advice, like maybe like out of 10 things you say, maybe one thing will stick, you know, and, and that could be like what they were missing. Yeah. Um, can you give me an example of like a position in your company that's kind of developed in that way? Like how someone came in, they won't mind you talking um, about them on the podcast, surely. Yeah, no, sure. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I could say so. Yeah, so we were looking. Um, well, yeah, one comes to mind. She's a she's a new hire, Sabrina. She um, she never had sales experience, um, and I did not think. Uh, and I talked to her on the phone, and you know, she's like she's a little soft spoken, um, but she's extremely like you could just tell she's warm and generous and all this. And so when um, and, and then yeah, and she's doing sales for us, and she's like uh, she's she's doing she's like doing like beyond expectations. Um, and like, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, I just kind of gave her like, Hey, this is like our approach. This is how we see that she cares. And like, I think that the, the, the customer can, they can sense that too. And so it's like, it'd be, it's not a sales call. It's like a, it's, it's really, I think it's like a conversation. Yeah. Um, and like Chris on our team, like, you know, he, like, he's an architect, you know, by, by, by like by school. Um, and he's like, He's like product. He's like doing our production planning, for example. He's doing our graphic design. I mean, like, this is stuff that he never really did before, and um, and it's like I have just one hundred percent trust that like he's I doing don't have production to worry about planning it. and the graphic design. We are a company of many hats. Yeah, um, no, we are too. Everyone does a little bit of everything. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's like you know, and, and that's cool because it's like, and you know, and I the way that I see growth in a company, or like the way I, I imagine structure to go, is like, okay, so like let's say, look, well, yeah, Chris, for example, he's great at like production planning, some day to day stuff. Okay, like, so like, what do you like to do? Like, what are you best at? Like, 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 not even what are you best at, but like, what what would you like if you had to not do one of the two things? What would you prefer not to do? I would prefer not to do production planning. Let's say, um, okay, so then like, let's find somebody at the point where we need the extra help to do production planning. So you can focus on what you really enjoy doing. Cause you know, obviously both like, you know, like he's good at both. Right. Yeah. So it's like, um, and like, I, th- I think that's the way we have to be for now. And, you know, I don't know when we get to like, you know, 20 people, like, I don't know what happens, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I think, things change, you know, and there has to be more structure still. We want the freedom and all, but like, I think structure is good, you know, as long as it's balanced with like, you know, like finding people that, that are doing what they enjoy doing. I think that happens as you grow. Cause it's like, I'm looking for somebody that will just do this one thing and they're applying for that with the expectation mm-hmm. that they actually enjoy doing that. Right. And I think what makes this movement and like towards this type of business and this type of fluid structure. Uh, so amazing is that like at the top of it, which is you, you're the person who's asking your employees, like, are you enjoying what you're doing? Not like do what you don't like to do better. Cause that's what I need. Um, but more so let's move the company into a direction where you can fluidly move into a place that of your enjoyment and knowing that's not going to be the end result either, that there's constant evolution and movement and progress happening because business is life business breathes. And I think that it's, it changes the dynamic of the world through that expression of business, because if people are happier at work where they are 70% of the time, their waking hours, then they're happier in the world and then they're happier with their family and they have more satisfaction because they're able to realize their interests and their creativity and their passions through the way in which they can sustain their livelihood. I mean, it's, it's unique in its approach because I remember when I was in marketing, like no one was asking, well, do you like doing graphics? 
Do you like doing internal communications? It, it was like, no, like you're just doing everything that we need you to do. And, um, and that's, and it's, it's a very successful company and, and successful probably for a lot of those reasons of structure. But I think that the world is evolving toward, um, sort of that the walls have dissolved, the boundaries have dissolved. We have to work together. We have to be authentic and honest. We have to be courageous on speaking on behalf of our needs and wants, um, so that that fluidity is possible. Yeah. I mean, we, in, like as a small business, I know turnover is expected and it's, you know, high and that's okay. You know, I think it's kind of like with everything, it's like we're filtering things out, you know? So like, like if people come and go and it's not a good fit, like mm-hmm. that's okay. I mean, you know, like we learn, they learn and right. you know, it's, it's not easy for us because it's like, we train them, you know, we like, we kind of like assign like, uh, like some like workload to them. And then all of a sudden, like they build up more workload and then they leave. And then all of a sudden, like we have to like split it all back up. So it's, it's not fun, but like, I'm not like discouraged by it, at, you know, at all. I actually, it's like, it, it, it sucks, but it's not like, it's not discouraging, you know, then we just, you know, we look for, and we have great people. And so like, I know they're out there, you know, and uh-huh. maybe we just haven't found them yet, but I know we will. How many people are on your team? You would, we're only five people. I, that doesn't surprise me actually, because I feel like your process is so down pat that the actual production of what you have already created, that part is, it just seems like that's taken care of, you know, which is very different than me, for example, like someone has to show up and like make, you know, food with, you know, it's just a different, totally different like structure. Um, So I think that's awesome. And like, wow, the freedom that provides, you know, and that, and then the possibility that that provides, um, because you're also like, you call yourself a small business, but like you are, your reach is pretty extensive. Like what is, what is your reach? Like if I ask you, what is your distribution or your reach now? And like, how has it changed over the past five years? Um, we are, um, so we have distribution in Canada and Mexico and Peru. So you're international France. That's cool. It's funny though, because it's like, well, we are tech. Yeah. I mean, we are, I guess, you know, the moment that we created a website, we became international, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I mean like, yeah, you could, it's crazy to think like, you know, like we have somebody that will email us from, from Paris and be like, Hey, can I buy your product in the store? And then. I'll, you know, email our distributor and they'll say, yeah, they can buy it here. And that to me is crazy. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Switzerland, we just signed on with and, uh, you know, and so like, you know, like, I think that's an important part because like, this is not a, you know, like, I think, you know, fake healthy products don't exist just in America. They're everywhere. <laughs> and so, so I think like there's a, there's a fit for our stuff pretty much anywhere you go. Um, and then in terms of the U S like, you know, we don't have any like national chains, um, not yet. Of course we're working on it. It is a very competitive space. And like, while we really think that we have something that is different and unique, um, you know, buyers don't always see it that way or, or it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, like what we have is good enough. Mm-hmm. And like, for us, it's like, ah, oh, but why you can have so much better, you know? And it's like, you know, and I get it. They don't want to rock the boat and they have like, you know, sales figures they have to meet. So it's like, again, it's, it's, it's not discouraging. It's like, you know, it's like frustrating, but it's not discouraging. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we grow, like, I think like every month is our best month. And like, that's the only, you know, that's the coolest thing. It's that's like, so you know, good. as long as we continue to grow. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's part of it. But yeah, like, you know, like we don't, we don't ship our own product. Like we could never, I mean, it would take me like a day and a half to like put together a pallet of product, you know, to ship to a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, like, so we outsource these kinds of things, you know, they're like super important roles. We just don't have the infrastructure for them. And so like, for me, it's like, you know, and I feel like we, we'll never want to bring that kind of stuff in house. Like for us, like we want to be like the, like, like the product development, like the sourcing ingredients, like the, um, the planning, the marketing, the branding, you know? And so like, that's, that's kind of like the structure that like makes sense for us. And there are companies that are really, really good at producing products or really, really good at shipping products. And so it's like, why would we have to figure out like this entirely new business model when like somebody's already doing it extremely efficiently? Oh, I totally agree. I think that's, that's wonderful. And I think that that positions you to create and create and create in a way that's in alignment with you. I feel the same way. Like, how can I stop doing the things that are not useful of my energy because they're not useful of my energy, you know, and just so that I can focus on either taking care of myself because like, you know, we kind of discussed before you gain inspiration from living. So if I don't have a chance to live because I'm constantly working, that doesn't benefit my business and doesn't benefit anyone in my life because I'm miserable. So how do I, you know, stop doing the things that really are not necessary for me to do to be in alignment with what I'm teaching people is important, which is that connection to self, which is that taking care of oneself and following one's passion and one's intuition, which yours is clearly saying, you know, that part of the process is not necessary for us to take on energetically. I think that's really smart. And I, and again, I love that, um, folding into business because I love seeing people lead an intuitive and conscious business in that way where like, yeah, maybe, you know, um, a multi-billionaire would come to you and say, well, like financially, that doesn't make sense. Like figure out how to do it. Like just get an investment and have like this debt for, you know, the next 10 years, but you know, it makes more, makes you, you know, positions you better in this way, blah, blah, blah. Like who gives a shit? It, it is in alignment with me to be (laughs) running it in this way. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's where we see like the major shift from like what's always been Mm -hmm. in the good old boy business to what is the future of business. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, this is like, this is how I'm wired, like, for, you know, good or bad. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not like the best wiring for like a business, but like, you know, it works and we're growing. And so, um, could things be better if we did things differently? Maybe, but then like, I would be miserable somewhere else in life. So like you said, it's just not worth it. Like if it's all a balance, then like, then I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty balanced. Yeah. And I think that you're probably thinking like, if you're saying, maybe I'm not wired for business. You're probably thinking of what business has always been and not maybe what it could be. Because if we're thinking, if, if there are infinite possibilities for success, abundance, happiness, joy, all of those things, then it looks different than what it looked like in the past. And so if we say that there, that anything is possible in this realm and in this creation of life and business, then your perspective is perfect and it fits perfectly into everything that you want and everything that you want for this company. And I think that's awesome. 
that's well said. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, so Mark, what, what are you most excited about within the next, you know, I guess rest of this year, it can be anything personal, business, whatever. Um, personally, so I live in Chicago, so just really, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm obsessed with taking advantage of the summer here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, from personally, it's just like being outside as much as I can. So like a lot of, uh, like bike, tennis, you know, all sorts of like kind of like activities outdoors, um, travel. There's always, I always like, I love live music. So that's like another thing for me. Um, and then, yeah, for like, like business, like we have some new stuff that we're working on. So like, I'm super excited about it. Like, like, like I'm anxious. I, the team is even more so just because it's like, you know, like every, you know, like, you know, we, we do two big shows a year. Well, we do more than two, but like the two big ones, Expo East and West, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like important for us, I think as a company, just like not to be stale and to evolve, uh, to come up with new stuff. And so like, those are kind of like our, like, our like targets, like those two events. And they're like, they're perfectly spaced out where like you have six months between each one to like kind of think of something and then start really putting it together. Um, so that's cool. And like, you know, on top of like, we we're constantly like, uh, evolving our current selection. So it's not like, you know, Epic protein has changed a lot since like, since day one. Um, and I'm sure it will continue to change. Um, and so, yeah, so just kind of coming up with, you know, you know, we don't, you know, adding more people to the team, you know, if we need it, that's, you know, we'll do it. Um, it's not like a goal. It's like, we don't need to have like a certain headcount to feel like we're doing something awesome. It just, you know, we'll, we, we know, like, we'll know, like if we get like certain accounts or, you know, new products make it to market, that's kind of like, that's the reward. Totally. Um, you cut off when you said travel, do you have travel plans? Um, I do. Well, I feel like you're, work stuff, I feel like yeah. you're a big traveler, but it's kind of like something that you, is that like a private thing where you choose to go? And no, like, no, it's not a private thing at all. No, 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 not at all. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I, it's like, I, I, sometimes I think like, uh, I don't travel enough, but then like, I really think about it and I'm like, wow, like, I feel like I'm like gone a lot. Um, so yeah, so I, I, a planned trip to, um, to to Germany and to France this year, like before the end of the year, and then um, to like see I'm anything always, like, in particular, in or just to discover. Uh, to kind of discover, so I've never been to France, so that would be like a discovery. I've been to Germany before, but um, I've heard really great things about Berlin, so like I'd I'd like to go. And I hear the like the nightlife there is awesome, so like that would be something very cool to kind of experience. And like I don't know, you know, just just traveling. I, I don't like getting places. I love being in new places though. So, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, and then like, there's always travels within the States. Like, like I kind of take it for granted, like, Oh, like I have to be in like Washington DC later this year. That's still pretty cool. Cause like, you know, it's something different. Yeah. And travel is so, such a refresher. It's such, a, I always ask people that like where they're going, where they're interested in going, because sometimes just the plane ride can be enough to like shake you of what you've been thinking or like kind of a dynamic that you've been stuck in and it can, it can flip your world upside down with just like a moment of insight or a moment of like disconnection mm-hmm. to have that space for more insight, yeah. more I mean, connection. For me, it's really, yeah, for me, it's really important because like, and I'm sure you're probably the same, like as a business owner, like the weekends, 
or maybe not technically work days, but it does not mean that like, I'm not thinking about it like all the time. And so like, for me, like the only time I really, really get to disconnect is like, if I'm like, especially like time zone is different, which is like awesome for me. Like, so if I'm eight hours ahead, like I just know, like I have, I don't have to think about it right now because there's nothing I could do anyway. Right. Um, so that's like a big deal. And just being in another country, it's like, I have to tell myself like, okay, like just like take advantage. Um, and so that's helpful for me. It's like, yeah, it is. But you know, when I come back from trips, I have to, like, I, I need like, and people say this, like I, I, I need to, like, I need a vacation after I come back from like trips like this. Cause you know, it's like, it, there's a lot to take in and like, there's a lot of like, walking and traveling and like, you're not like sleeping at home. So it's like, you know, there's like a lot of stuff going on, but it's super worth it. I mean, I yeah, definitely am like, like doing it. I'm very lucky to be able to do so too. Yeah. And I think it's important that we do it, even if it feels like, I mean, nobody likes the aspect of tra- getting on the plane and going to the airport, but, um, it's kind of one of those things that we have to overcome to get to where we want to go it's kind of a metaphor for everything else in life. Sometimes you have to show up and you just have to kind of get through that difficult growth stage so that you can be in the place of expansion and connection. And, um, I think that's what you're doing. I think that's what you exemplify through sprout living and, um, and in your personal life as well. And, um, I'm really proud to have your, your product and proud to know you and proud to represent what you're doing in this world. And I hope that it inspires, I hope your message, things that you've said, your intention and, um, and this product continues to inspire other people to do something as connected and inspired as well. So thank you so much, Mark, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for such a, yeah, thank you for such a great platform to like to chat on. Yeah, absolutely. That's very meaningful. Thank you. Okay, Mark. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I want to say I'm sorry about some of the technical glitches. I know that Mark was kind of going in and out a little bit during the episode, but you didn't miss anything critical. And I hope that for the most part, you enjoyed listening to the whole thing. That was my fault. Um, The Skype connection was kind of challenging and we did record it on the phone. So um, just a side note, I hope you enjoyed the episode despite that. And I would like to say thank you as always for our sponsors and the people who make this happen, especially Esplanade Studios, Misha and Diane. They are the best recording studio in New Orleans and the world. That's what I think. Anyway, if you are recording a podcast or interested in recording a podcast, they do an amazing online service where you send in your raw file and he will digitally clean it up, master it, upload it, um, prepare it for your upload get everything done, mix it with, you know, your ads and your intro. It's very seamless. He gets back to me so quickly and he's just a wonderful person to work with. So if you're interested in working with Esplanade Studios, you can go to esplanadestudios.com or email esplanadestudios at gmail.com. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, Last notes, if anyone is interested in joining my doTERRA team, please email me at sheena at robrepublicjuice.com. It's one of those things that I just love, essential oils. And 
If you want to purchase some, if you want to learn how to teach people about essential oils, I'm happy to share that with you. I do this on the side because I love essential oils and I use them every single day of my life. In fact, this morning I woke up with a headache and I was dousing my head in frankincense oil and I've felt amazing ever since. So if you're interested in doTERRA, uh, just shoot me an email and I'll send you some information. And finally, if you'd like to support this podcast in a way that doesn't include these advertisements and you'd like to have exclusive content and giveaways and insight from me, you can join my Patreon page at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash raw talk with Sheena. Have an amazing week, everyone.